Alright, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast, brought to you by the kind gentleman at Red Triangle Sports, talking week six in the S-O-F-F-L this week. Um, wasn't a typical week six, or end of week five. Had a lot of action here to talk about that action with me tonight. Eddie Mitchum from the Steel Curtain. Hey, Matt. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going well. Yeah? <clears throat> um, you uh, happy to be a proud member of the Albright Football alumni at this point? Uh, I'm over the whole thing. All right. <laughs> I don't think this is an outlet or something that we should be taking a stand on in this podcast. So let's play it safe and let's stick to fantasy football. Um, That's a rough start. <laughs> Shane, Shane, how's it going? Happy to have you back. Hey, good to be here, Matt. Did you uh, win any money last week? Absolutely not. Got my ass kicked. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Kind of like the last three weeks in fantasy. <laughs> it's a, it was the exact same thing. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, got a little weird this week in uh, in the league. Had sure three, did. Had three trades go down. First one was three trades, and only one of them was you getting a fleecing. That's weird. I thought there'd been at least two. No, see, I think mine was pretty fair, actually, <laughs> out of all of them. I agree with you. Continue. Um, first trade: Fegley and Sure. Sure completely tanks the season. A game out of the playoffs. I think. Yeah, he's two and three. <laughs> Uh, he trades Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Demarius Thomas over to Fegley, who's also two and three in the same division, for Ezekiel Elliott and twenty dollars draft cash next season. Who wants to talk about this one first? Uh, I think it's a really good trade for Fegley. <clears throat> it gives him a lot of startable guys. Increases his depth with what he was trying to do. Um, Clear winner. I hate this trade for sure. He doesn't max out the 25. I don't like acquiring Ezekiel Elliott with all the mystery that is around him. You could have just acquired a potential keeper that's suspended next year. So I don't like it. It doesn't make sense. Um, I mean, I get the whole Zeke acquisition, but I, I couldn't do it at this stage. But each their own. sure what just happened um obviously you gotta like the deal for Fegley he picks up three startable guys I mean not just three startable guys I think they're pretty much three guys that you can put in there every week yeah absolutely uh, even though McCaffrey's production has been average um his usage warrants him as a starter yeah um obviously Demarius and, and Tyreek are, are pretty much guys that you're gonna have in there on most teams every week so um, I don't know. Uh, when it first came through, I thought it was really lopsided. I was like, what the hell just happened? But <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess Zeke is the best player in the deal. Um, I don't really love the keeper price of, what is it, 48, 49? I think it's 48, yeah. Um, but with getting the extra cash, he's going to go ahead and say, you know what, I'll keep David Johnson and Zeke for... Fifty-five dollars and have my extra twenty, and I'll start. I'll start fresh. 
Yeah, and even if he doesn't, even if Zeke does get suspended as Elliot, as a Elliot, as Eddie hinted at, um, he still has the option to keep Beckham. So he's got three top ten players for next year. And I don't think he'll have any problem getting an extra $5 because he still has Jordan Reed on the roster. And I have to imagine that um, one of the guys that needs tight ends in the league are going to be willing to pay 5 bucks for Jordan Reed at some point. So I'm not really concerned about him getting the $25. So he gets he's gonna get the full money and he gets a great keeper option um, as long as he's not suspended there. So I... Obviously, I, I agree with you guys. Fegley was the winner in the deal. But I just wanted to make a case for what Sure did. Does anyone think Fegley making a run at it this year, was he in the wrong to trade Zeke? I kind of do. I don't. Uh, I, that's why I think I, I wasn't too... I don't want to say upset, but like I didn't think it was that bad of a deal. Is Fegley gave up the best player in the deal? I don't know that the guys that he got back are, are guys that I don't know can lead you to a title. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Well, he's replacing Jermaine Curse and Kelvin Benjamin on a week-to-week basis, pretty much, or or uh, Curse and Marquise Lee. You know, yeah, it, certainly, certainly. So better than what he had yeah no doubt so I think his team's in good shape I actually think he's got the best roster in the LA division now so um but I just wanted to it, it is strange to see a team making a run at it trade their best player that's why I wanted to just speak about that fact I didn't want to leave that unnoticed <clears throat> all right second trade Eddie and Bowl. Eddie trades Garrett Blunt and Adam Thielen and Bull ships LaShawn McCoy to Eddie. Oh, Eddie also sent $10 to Bull. So, Blunt, Thielen, 10 bucks for McCoy. Um, clear, yeah, robbery. Clear win for Ed. Um, I think Bull, if he had let people know McCoy was on available, I think he could have gotten the 25 and two players. I think the price could have really skyrocketed there. Um, but... Eddie just out red triangled us. He would work ethic. He was on it all the time. And uh, that's how you get deals done that are in your favor. You well, uh, I'll let the cat out of the bag. The original offer, I texted him last week before the games, in the middle of the week of last week, and said, what if I offered you three guys for McCoy? And he said it would depend on the three guys. And I said, Duke, Blunt, and Thielen. We, he said that sounded interesting, never got back to me. I never sought him out again. He texted me this week and said, sorry, I didn't get back to you. Uh, let's talk about McCoy. And he, I said, what are we talking? He said the original offer plus some draft cash. And my pitch was that Duke Johnson's currently the number seven running back. There's no way I can give up the number seven running back, like the number 12 running back, and a wide receiver two, and $10 to acquire the number nine running back. So I said if we took Duke out, I was good. He was cool with it. So we made it happen. Yeah, I think I think Ed clearly won the deal here. Um, obviously, I mean, we, we usually are going to 
we always say we're going to side with the, the team that got the best player usually. Um, in this case, I, I think Ed definitely got the best player, and we can agree there. Um, I don't know, just not a big, not not really an Omegaire blood right now. Not really doing anything for me. Um, I don't think he's a guy that you can really count on week to week. And I don't know, like I said, if you if you would have put McCoy out on the market for everyone else, pretty sure that the bidding could have got really really high. Yeah, I, I think we'd have better served to say keep Duke in the deal and and you keep Walker. But I mean, obviously, I was trying to keep Duke. I would have rather I would have rather had Blunt and Duke, and you keep Thielen. I'm I don't like Thielen. Or that because and he his receiving core he already has Fitz, Crab, and Pryor, and his running backs. Even though he has a bunch of them, that's really been what's letting him down. Mixon, Gillisley, and Crowell are the guys not getting it done for him. So if you would have gotten Duke, you would have had the Duke Crowell combo. Um, and, and I think Blunt's better than Thielen right now, so I can't trust Case Keenum, and it doesn't sound like Bradford's going to be back anytime soon. Um, the one game Case Keenum looked good, we found out two weeks later that the whole Bucks defense basically had the flu that week, so that makes sense why they were able to do that against that team and why they have not been able to really do it since. I like Blunt because I don't know when Smallwood's going to come back, and... I've said this to you multiple weeks now, Ed. I always felt like Blunt, you had to start him when you had a coin toss because I always thought he was your best chance to get a touchdown. So I think this Eagles offense is rolling, and I still think Blunt's a great bet to get a touchdown every week. Anything else on that deal? No, I think, uh, I think Ed needed a running back desperately and uh he got a top one yeah McCoy and Martin is uh McCoy Martin Johnson that's pretty good pretty good backfield right now um then another trade happened today between me and my dad I get Travis Kelsey and Jamal Charles and Papa Kaz gets Kyle Rudolph and Amir Abdullah um Papa Kaz needed a running back for this week in the worst way he felt like Kelsey was one of his last trade chips available, so I try to upgrade at the tight end position. I don't know what's going on. Um, I, I wanted to upgrade at the tight end position. Huh? I said I don't need it. It's something with just with him. I don't, I'm not doing anything. Oh, all right. Um, I wanted to upgrade at the tight end position, so. That was why I wanted to make the deal. Go ahead, guys. Whatever. Have at it. Have at me. Go ahead, Jay. I'm over giggling. This is the first deal Kaz has made in like four years. This is incredible. Kaz made a deal where he didn't absolutely just snake the other team. Um, no, I think Kaz is the clear winner here. You got Kelsey. And just to add to an absolutely incredible roster. Um <laughs> Your dad's team is very poor. <laughs> because you have all those good players. <laughs> My team is not that good right now. <laughs> I And I like Abdullah this week. I mean, going up against New Orleans, you got to be excited about that. Even though it's Amir Abdullah and Shane's sick of watching me getting <laughs> stuffed at the two-yard line. 
I love when they get to that under like the seven yard line, they hand it off to him and he just gets stuffed twice and they're like, Alright, we'll throw it. Alright, we're gonna bring Zach we're gonna bring Zach Center in now. So Eddie, any thoughts on that deal? Uh, I thought it was alright. I mean, the Kelsey question mark is scary. I mean, who knows how long this could go on. <clears throat> so Yeah, I kinda after the deal got accepted I kinda looked more into it and yeah, he's having memory loss issues, so <laughs> He's also just a bad person. Yeah, he's yeah. not yeah. Like he's just a bad person. Yeah. I, I can't stand him anymore. I'm hoping that he, the Chiefs just cut him. He's just not a good person. I don't think they're going to cut him. Um, no. <laughs> I think oh, you're yeah, I, I just can't stand watching him play. He's just just uh, just Google just Google Tyreek Hill assault, and you'll see why the Chiefs aren't going to cut him because <laughs> he's a saint in that locker room. So <laughs> just uh, when you get a spare minute, look up Tyreek Hill's past. It's I'll, colorful um, <laughs> alright let's get into the week 6 matchups no trivia tonight Shane wasn't prepared uh, he's about f- 15 minutes late to show up to the show too so we're good it's alright we didn't have trivia last week me and Ed were in a hurry to play Madden so you know sometimes other stuff comes in the way so let's talk week 6 matchups we'll start off with Ty versus Stein bottom feeder matchup of the week um, with Bilal Powell banged up and Forte's status uncertain. Is Elon McGuire startable for Ty this week? Uh, I think so. <clears throat> it does, I mean, who knows what Powell's going to do. Forte's practicing again. Um, I think it hinges on Powell's availability, even though I feel like they like McGuire more for whatever reason. They just won't buy into Powell. But I think if Powell's <clears throat> I think he is startable. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. London's defense is terrible. Um, he should get enough touches. Um, and also, Ty's got a lot of people either on by or just not with good matchups. <laughs> so he's got to play. <laughs> I just gotta say this because I just pulled up the matchup. I like to do that as we're going through them. <clears throat> I love this because Ty does this every week, and I love this about Ty. He literally hates everyone on his bench so much that he won't even fill his flex two with any of them. <laughs> so whoever he, whoever he picks up on the wire today is going right in that spot. He won't even debate the fact that maybe Sammy Watkins could end up being his flex. It, it's not going to happen. He's going to get someone else to play over these guys, and he does it every week, and I love it about him. I think it's great. <laughs> Um, all right, let's go to Stein's team. Can Cameron Newton keep up this top ten pace that he's on the last two weeks? No. I think he benefited from pretty nice matchups. Um, not that he doesn't have a couple of nice ones coming up after this week, but I, I just don't think he does. I still don't think he's good. You talking about this week or overall? Overall, um, yes. The answer was yes, both ways. But um, yeah, he's one of the best players in the NFL, talent wise. So yeah, why not? He was the MVP two years ago. He was. Of course he can. <laughs> he was. He's not, he's not a great quarterback. I wouldn't want him to be the quarterback of my team, actual team. But fantasy wise, yeah. 
He's got some real cupcakes, man. Miami, Jets, New Orleans, um, Tampa Bay twice yet, Chicago. I think he struggles tomorrow night, though. Um, Eagles have an otherworldly front, front seven. It's really good. So, I think he struggles next week, uh, this, this week. Um, all right, who wins, Ty versus Stein? Stein. Uh, yeah, I'll take Stein too. Clean sweep. Alright, let's go to Sure versus Bowl. Talk about Sure's team, Abusement Park first. Is Ben Roethlisberger even fantasy startable at this point? FanDuel, ESPN, Yahoo, anywhere. Fan tracks, wherever you are, play your leagues at, is he even startable right now? No. And will it ever get better? Yes. <clears throat> no, he's not right now, and yes, he will. I think he's still start. Oh, uh, I think I would still maybe give him a shot. Not this week, <coughs> but I still like home Ben. Um. That team's got to just grow up a little bit, though, I think. Not to get into this too much, because there's no need to, and I don't want to argue with Eddie, but there's issues there, and I don't think he's the... I don't even think he's the tip of the iceberg on their issues. Um, that was real quick. I'm talking about Scherz's team. Let's, t- let's talk a little bit more. Buck Allen, Latavius Murray, Robbie Anderson, ASJ, Alex Collins... He's got two Jets, two Ravens running running backs, the backup Minnesota running back, and a crippled Jordan Reed right now in his starting lineup. Your thoughts? <laughs> oh man, um, it's been a rough go. It's been a rough go for the preseason favorite. Uh, <clears throat> you lose two guys like David Johnson and Odell Beckham, and pretty much banking your whole season on those guys, and they both go down. It's going to be a long year. <laughs> It's just impossible to fill that. That's great, yeah. You should have tried to find a book out there in Vegas that would have taken you um, having a guy in your league start these players in the same week in fantasy football and seeing what kind of odds you could have got on that. <laughs> like, that is just, yeah. He's got the whole Ravens backfield. Woodhead's on his back. Woodhead's on his IR. Receiving court. Yeah. <laughs> and Latin Murray. Oh, man. And Ben Roethlisberger. That is... Yeah. Um, good stuff. Question for Bulls team. You guys are anticipating a big week from Mike Gillisley with uh, Tom Brady being a little banged up against the Jets. <clears throat> I, I do think it's a Gillisley week. Um, I don't know that I'm ever predicting a big week from Gillisley, but... It probably will be this week because the Jets <clears throat> are pretty bad. And, uh, yeah, he's going to score. He'll score at least once. You like Gillisley best out of uh, Bowles running backs, Blunt, Gillisley, McKinnon, and Riddick and Crowell for this week? Mm-hmm. I like him better than Blunt, that's for sure. Dude, you are just hating on the Eagles tonight. I just don't think Blunt's a good good fancy play. I don't know. You won't for me. 
president. I'm, I'm, I'm done with Croyle. He sucks. Um, <laughs> that's just. I think I, I could go with Riddick. I could put Riddick in there. I wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> All right. Eddie. That was actually the only other name that I felt as well. Riddick. All right, who wins, Sure versus Bull? Bull. Bull. <laughs> Bull handily. It's not close. He's going to give Sure a touchy-touch this week. <laughs> Sure's going to get a lot of touchy-touches the rest of this year. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about Mick, the Mad Dogs, versus the Sea Wolves. Pretty good matchup here. Mick needs a win, um, and Phil needs one to stay atop the Favre. <clears throat> Question for Mick's team: Kirk Cousins over under three hundred and three scores this week against San Francisco. Over, all over. Under. I don't think he gets th- over three scores. But you have him over three hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah, I think three scores is about what he gets. I mean, I guess it's it's over the yards and a push. I'll I'll give him three scores, but not four. Okay. Um, I would agree with that, too. I think he's going to... Actually, you know what? I'm going to say under 300 and over three scores. Because I think their running game stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're right right about that. All right, let's talk Phil's team. Got a plethora of mid-tier running backs. That cat is so loud. That was like in your, your ear. Um, <laughs> Phil's got a plethora of mid-tier running backs. He needs to start three of them. Let's help him make his decision. We got Carlos Hyde at Washington. Chris Thompson against San Francisco. Human Joystick Cohen against Baltimore. Mark Ingram against Detroit and Andre Ellington against Tampa Bay. I think I would sub Cohen for Ingram. Ah, oh, man. So you're saying you would put Ingram in that? Yes. Yeah, currently he has uh, Cohen, Thompson, yeah. and Hyden. Well, I mean, obviously... I, th- I think you could take Hyde out, to be honest. He stinks. That's mine, too. I got Ellington, Ellington, Inger, and Thompson for me. Yeah, I think uh, I'd be fine with either Ellington or Ingram over uh, over Hyde. I don't think Hyde's very good. I just think Kyle Shanahan is trying to get into a Sway and D contest with him. So, I think he's trying to see who's going to win and who's going to run who out of town. So, I don't know. Yeah. And I agree, he hasn't been good either. And I don't know if, ne- if it's necessarily his fault. He's got That roster is atrocious. It's a, it's a bad roster, and it, it just <clears throat> doesn't seem like a good fit. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good fit for his style of play. No, I agree. Diggs, Diggs with a Q, too, next to his name. Uh, that would be a big one to watch because he's short on wide receivers this week with Dez on by. Because I don't really think anyone wants to start Kendall Wright. So, look for Phil to be out on the uh, wide receiver look. Look out for this week. Who you guys got winning this one? Mick versus Phil. 
I will take the Mad Dogs. Um, I will take Phil. Any any words for uh, Phil last from last week, Ed? Still, Andre showed up. That's all he's been in. One of us was there, and one of us wasn't. <laughs> Oh, love it. All right. Clan versus Patriots. Segs versus, versus Papa. Why are you laughing? It's just a, it's just a fun matchup name. Clan versus the Patriots. It's just, it's just a good matchup. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Start off with Fegs' team. Is DeAndre Hopkins back to his 2015 form? Or do you guys doubt Deshaun Watson's ability to keep this up in throwing the football? He'll never be back to 2015's form. He'll never get that volume. But You know where he is right now. He's the number one wide receiver in football right now in fantasy. That's fine. So. He's still not going to get peppered with the targets that he got. No. Um, <clears throat> I don't, he's obviously not going to stay there. Um, but I think he's back to being... A solid wide receiver one. Um, yeah, he is back. He's back. Um, Watson's pretty good. And that's all I needed. They needed a quarterback that's good that can look his way and is competent enough to be able to get him the football because he's obviously very talented. Watson, um, yeah, Watson's ability to extend plays, I think, makes a huge difference for Hopkins and Fuller. They're both athletic specimen that he just extends it a little bit, and those guys are able to run, and they they run deep routes better than anyone. Those two guys. So the some of the catches these guys were making in garbage time Monday night were, or Sunday night were absurd. That was ridiculous. Just hurdling three guys, high pointing footballs like no other. It was ridiculous. <clears throat> um. When does Papa Kaz need to start considering Carson Wentz as his number one quarterback over Matthew Stafford? Next week. Week seven, week eight, and then he needs to get him out for nine and ten. That's, I mean, he, I don't think he ever needs to consider him as his weekend, week out starter. I don't think he'd ever feel like he needs to bench uh, Stafford, but I definitely think he can play the matchups because then nine and ten, Stafford against Green Bay and Cleveland. So. I think it's kind of like a two-on-two-off kind of thing, the way their schedules shape up. Yeah. Knowing knowing what you guys know about where people went in drafts, uh, this is about as good of a two-quarterback combo as you could grab um, in terms of pairing two guys together. Seems to work out. I mean, I know some people got Alex Smith late, and people have been able to pick up Deshaun Watson on the waiver wire, but uh, grabbing these two guys was definitely nice. <clears throat> Shane, I feel like you're outside. No, I'm inside. Oh, all right. I feel like I'm watching the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> it's so dark. through the woods, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where he is at all times. But... Uh, all right, who wins? Fegley versus Papa. Uh, I'll go Fegley. Um, even though... I question his decision-making this year. I'm going to go with the Patriots this week. I'm going to take Fegley as well. Papa Kaz did get a dub last week. 
worst team in the league who takes me down. All right, let's talk about the Desert Dogs versus Team Ice Cream. The first place Team Ice Cream um, just continues to get it done. Um, start off with my team with Adrian Peterson out of town is Alvin Kamara, a now regular flex for my team. Sure is. I mean, I don't think that it's because Adrian Peterson's out of town. I mean, are you taking away like 10 snaps a game there? <laughs> I, just, I don't think that has anything to do with it. He's just kind of carved out a role with or without Peterson. Yeah, he, uh, he definitely is. Um, I think he was just, he was already already a startable guy. He was already that good. Um, perfect fit for him, it seems like. Um, he's just going to be a good solid flex play the rest of the way. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been nice to hit on him and have gotten a couple good weeks out of Chris Carson to really elevate the value of those guys to be able to move some people around on my team. So uh, still trying to sell that trade. God, he's still he's just like subliminal messaging us to death, dude. All right, <laughs> it's like God, I that here's wasn't my, that bad of a deal, guys. Here's my piece on the Chris Carson deal. One more time, all right. One more time. That guy got hurt. And his teammates were devastated. Okay? We all know, and I'm just going to say this, I don't think he listens to it. When Dan Wolfgang got hurt, we all were devastated because we knew he was better than Butler. Filer didn't know that, but we all knew that. Players, you can't fool players. Players know who the better players are and who should be playing. And those guys all knew that Carson was the best running back on that team. So... Just gonna say that right there. Doesn't mean you trade him for Julio Jones. <laughs> well, he got he got a couple other guys too. All right, <laughs> Hilton's Hilton's outproduced Jones in the two weeks. Oh since, God! Since the trade was done. So, all right, let's talk about Spears' team with Montgomery banged up and Gore seemingly on his way out as the starter. Are we seeing some trouble creep into Team Ice Cream's locker room here? Yeah, I don't know how he's in the position he's in. Aaron Rodgers, that's why. Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that, but there's a lot of good team. Well, I guess he hasn't stepped outside the division yet, so. Now nah, he's about to get woke. That'll, that'll <laughs> carry you through. <laughs> through the uh, division there. Your studs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's about to find out what, what real fantasy football is over here in the, <laughs> in the house of division. Um, good for him. Division. He picked his division, man. Good that for is, him. Yeah, he did a good job. Uh, <laughs> our division's loaded. The other division is poop stained so far. Um, yeah, he's about to find out. <laughs> he's about to get that Don't D. Learn he's about to get that D. <laughs> <laughs> Who does he have the next three? Did you just say it, Ed? Uh, no, I don't know. All right, hold on. Let's pull this up. Watch him play my dad. He's got me, the Weevils, and the Patriots. So, he may learn next year. Uh, (laughs) What? He's going to continue to survive. (laughs) Who wins? Dogs. Desert dogs. Um, I'll take myself. There's no reason not to. All right, spotlight matchup of the week. The two guys. Not, what? Not, this is not the spotlight matchup anymore. Why? 
because I forfeited this. The two highest scoring teams in the league. But I forfeited this week with the trade that made. It's so. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's the spotlight matchup of the week. Two guys that are enemies for eight months out of the year, and then four months of fantasy football, they act like they've been long lost friends. They start texting each other. <laughs> it's weird. They start. They hug at the draft. It just gets real weird with these two. They talk about all the same teams that they like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the dynasties of the '90s when we were growing up, they're all like biggest fans of. They just went different ways in baseball. One got the National League dynasty. The other one got the American League one. It's really these two are so similar. Just, cre- just creepy stuff. All the play they got in college. Um, <laughs> Uncanny. What tight ends do you? What tight ends do you rank ahead of Zach Ertz the rest of the year? None. Um. He's well, my one going in. He will remain my number one. Rob Gronkowski, obviously. Um, because he's much better <laughs> in football. Yeah. Um, yeah, if he plays here, it's good. And that's about it. I think obviously Gronk's more talented player, but I think Ertz outproduces him in spades the rest of the year. So I'm going to take Ertz. I, I, I agree. Ertz is the number one guy the rest of the year at tight end. If you can fit him in your FanDuel lineup any week, you should. Because he's going to get a ridiculous amount of targets. Eddie nailed it as soon as they traded Jordan Matthews. He said the guy who's getting all the targets that were vacated by Matthews is Ertz. He's going to run the middle routes, and that's where Wentz likes to throw. Um, I think that their schedule has been a little uh, difficult in the beginning of the year in terms of facing top-end cornerbacks. So I think that's hurt Jeffrey, and I think Jeffrey's production will increase here in the next couple weeks, and maybe that's why Ertz is doing so well now, but um, I like Ertz as a guaranteed producer, and Gronk's health is questionable at best. Um, Alright, let's talk about Butler, since you guys are just giving me nothing tonight. We answer the question first, and then you top it off, and we move on. I thought that's how the show worked. No, that's fine. That's good. Uh, which Packers should Butler start in his flex? Because, in my opinion, he should have Chris Hogan in a wide receiver and move Cobb to the flex. And then, if should he keep Cobb there, or should he start Aaron Jones, the breakout running back from last week? Um, I think Ty Montgomery is going to go this week, so... I think Jones is Jones is out, but I think you gotta start Cobb. Where are you seeing that Montgomery news? Um, I've been following because I have Jamal Williams, and it looks like Ty Montgomery. He didn't practice today, though, right, Montgomery? Uh, I saw somewhere earlier today that it looked like Montgomery was gonna probably play. Okay. I think it's Cobb too. I just don't think Cobb can do anything against Minnesota. That's part of it, too, for me. I don't think they've run the ball well against him either. No, you're probably right. I'll take a slot corner matchup. Well, I guess I'll just say if, if Montgomery is out, it's Jones. Um, if not, it's Cobb, which is a cop-out answer, I guess. But No, you're probably right right there. That's, if Montgomery doesn't play, I think, I think you got to stick Jones in there in the flex. Yeah, he looked really good. 
I like yeah. him. That's why I bid 27 for him last week. Thought he was the one guy last week that had a chance to stick long term other than the Viking situation, which I didn't really love anyway. Um, Alright, who wins this one? Curtain versus Hammer. Hammer. I have no uh, luck. Um... Curtain. I'll take Butler in a molly whopping. saying David Johnson could be back as early as Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Alright, rapid fire time. I feel like I got some good ones tonight. So, let's uh, let's see how we do here. You guys ready? Yeah, you're putting the matchups in. Yeah. You like that? Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> um, Alright, who you got this week? Rodgers versus Minnesota? Or Deshaun Watson versus the Browns? I'll take Watson. Watson. I'll take Aaron Rodgers because you don't ever bet against Aaron Rodgers. Bigger game this week. The number one running back, Hunt versus Pittsburgh. Or the number one wide receiver, Hopkins versus the Browns. Both with good matchups. Hunt. Pittsburgh can't stop a nosebleed. Hopkins. Browns are terrible. Hopkins, Browns couldn't cover bed with a blanket. Uh, who do we trust more coming off an of injury, potentially playing this week? Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr? Mariota versus the Colts, Carr versus the Chargers. Um, Because of the matchup, I'll go Mariota. Yeah, Mariota. Colts stink. Um, I will go with Carr. Chargers secondary, awful. Bigger upside is a streaming tight end this week. Safarian Jenkins versus the Patriots, or Ryan Griffin versus Cleveland, who allows a touchdown to the tight end position literally every single week. I'll go Griffin, but I don't love it. Griffin, but I don't love it either. But the Browns secondary is a joke. Griffin. Hands down. More likely to be a top 20 wide receiver this week. Amari Cooper versus the Chargers or Sterling Shepard versus the no-fly zone in Denver. Cooper. Cooper. Even with all those targets, Shep might get. Yeah. I'll take Cooper too. Uh, Who do we like more this week? Two guys that I think we all love to hate. Except I think Shane actually really likes the one guy. Uh, Devin Funches versus Philly, or Jay Ajayi versus the Falcons. Funches. I've also tried to love him in the past. I think it was just a year ago that I said he was the steal of the draft at Dollar and then didn't even do anything. I'm not even sure he suited up last year. Yeah, I think that it might have been last year at post-draft show I said he was the steal of the draft at the Dollar. Yeah, I think, it's, I think that might have been the case. Um, Ajayi this week. But Funches is going to be real good. <laughs> like forever or the rest of the year? Like, are you the year. totally in on this dude? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Funches this week though too because I think Ajayi's awful, and that that team is in disarray. Can we talk about that, Coach? 
lines of perks or whatever guys, it was. That was that was uh, that was real coke, dude. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got take the time, watch the video. I watched it. Guy, I, uh, maybe turn the volume down a little bit, but you do want to hear the guy. He's he's not right. Um, <laughs> hopefully he's having get, a great time. Hopefully he can get the help he needs. <laughs> well said. Well said. Yeah. Um. Married, married with three kids, by the way, too. So, better game this week: Drew Brees versus the Lions, or Kirky versus San Francisco. So good one. Uh, go with Kirk. Drew. I'll go with uh, Cousins because Breeze is playing at 1 o'clock and not 8.30. Call. Who's top five at season end at the quarterback position? Number one, Alex Smith. Number three, Deshaun Watson. Or number five, Dakota Prescott. Alex Smith. Who's still top five, you said? Yeah, who stays in the top five at year end? Uh, Alex Smith. I'm going to go Prescott here. Putting it all together. I like Dak a lot. All right. We got any bold predictions? I know we don't have any prepared, but can we rummage some up here quick? Whatever you want. Let's knock these bold predictions out right now. Quarterback bold prediction for me. Jacoby Brissett, top 10 this week. I'm going to go Big Ben Roethlisberger, top 10. Okay. It's just, it's, they just, uh, it feels like this is the game they win. They love to play down to the their opponent and play up to their opponent, so. Uh, Cameron Newton, QB1. Wow. Man, he has just been trouncing Philadelphia in this podcast, talking about blunt, talking about secondary, how Ertz is the number one tight end. Adrian Peterson, 75 and a score. Oh. Whoa! Whoa! I'm just going to say Adrian Peterson over 13 and a half points. Whew. That is one of the bolder ones I've seen this year so Whew. far. Put your money where your mouth is, Ed. It'll be there. <laughs> Hope it's higher than 60, because mine is. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say Amir Abdullah breaks the Lions' drought and goes over 100 yards. It's been like, I want to say, 10 years since they've had a running back go over 100 yards. Um, I think he does it this week. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I'm looking at spreads. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. I gotta give got to give a wide receiver one. It's not going to be Tyler Lockett. They're on by this week. Kenny G finds Pager. <coughs> Galladay. 
back off the injury finally. I think he's finally healthy. Uh, the Saints have a better secondary than we thought. But I think he gets a good matchup inside and does something with it. Yeah, it's better with the Harris injury that improves them a little bit. Um, definitely helps the Saints secondary out a little bit in there. I'm going to say Jamison Crowder, top 20 wide receiver this week. I think he is the guy that Kirky's going to be throwing to this week. All right, Ed, hit us with the two for one. Show us where the money's going to be made this week. Ooh. Plus three and a half. Yep. That line's fishy, don't you think? Yes, I do. Who's begging you to take the Eagles? Uh, my God, there's no other dogs that I like to even win. Y'all like the Steelers? Um. No, this is a win outright thing. Well, he just said this is a game that the Steelers win, and they're a dog. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, yeah. what about Tampa traveling west? Think Arizona, nah. Arizona can knock them off? No. You don't, Steelers. You, don't like the, you don't like the Giants in Denver? I'll ride my I'll ride my previous sentiments and go with the Steelers. All right, I thought you might like the Giants in Denver. Steelers plus five or five and a half? What do you got? Five. Five. Eagles plus three and a half, Steelers plus five. It's the Pennsylvania two for one special this week. I like it. <laughs> it's only we just need Chris Berman doing the home run derby. He hit that one, the punks of Tawny. <laughs> All right, uh, best bets, Ed. What, are you including any of them in your best bets? Uh, no. All right. Who's got some picks for me? Green Bay minus three will be my first one. Jags minus two and a half would be my second one. Okay. Um, Give me the Patriots minus nine and a half. All right, Shane. Uh, Cleveland, what are they getting? Ten. Yeah, give me that. Was it ten? Yeah. yeah. Um, Carolina. And... Uh, give me the Niners. What are they getting, ten? Yep. Yep. All right, what's that Cardinals line? Plus two and a half. Dude, I need I need the hook. Come on, man. Um, I'll take the Cardinals plus two. The other one I was looking. Um, what's that Broncos line? Eleven and a half. 
Broncos minus 11 and a half. I'm on that all day. And give me the Rams plus two and a half. We just we just love fading heads picks. Just love it. <sighs> I just probably why I'm ahead and you guys are trailing. <laughs> I was with you on the Bills last week, man. I liked that one. I I didn't put it in my best bets, but. I just think Bortles gets exposed maybe this week. I feel the same about golf. They were underwhelming against the decent Seattle defense. It's fine. I'll they still. Jacksonville is good, and I don't think that they handle coming to the Coast very well. I think uh, the Jaguars are undefeated if Goff's their quarterback and Bortles isn't. So I think he's that much better than him. All right, anything else for the good of the order? A big week. Crossover matchups this week. What <laughs> <laughs> division's better? Uh, Cream's going to rise to the top soon, guys. Cream's going to rise to the top soon. Shane, are you are you even working the trades, or are you just hanging trying to grab something late? Um, I haven't really been working the trades yet. Gonna mull myself around, try to finish seven and six, and go from there. All right. Good luck on the wire this week. I think there's a couple guys worth adding, so I'll see if we can grab who gets uh, Adrian Peterson and among others. So for the week six Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast, I'm your host Matt Kozlowski, the Denver Desert Dog, your commish. Thanks to Eddie and Shane for joining, and uh, good luck this week. And we'll talk to you guys next week.